Hello and welcome to the Green Hornet from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Green Hornet! He hunts the biggest of all game, public enemies who try to destroy our America. Faithful Ballot Cato, Britt Free, a daring young publisher, matches wits with the underworld, risking his life that criminals and racketeers within the law may feel its weight by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in the thrilling adventure, figure in the photograph, the Green Hornet strikes again. Mike Axford, reporter on the Daily Sentinel, was on his way back to the Sentinel building, accompanied by one of the staff photographers. Well, Jack, me lad, it was quite indeed what we had at the Charity Bazaar. I hope some of them pictures you took will do justice to the story I'm going to have in the Sentinel. Well, don't worry, Mike. I'm sure I got some good shots. Say, when are you going to get rid of this jalopy and get a new car? <laughs> this is good enough for me. It gets me there and back. Well, most of the time, anyhow. Well, I guess it's better than walking. It's a good thing you admit that. You'd be walking right now. As far as I'm concerned, this car is good enough for... Suffering snakes! There comes a fire truck behind us! I gotta pull over! Look at him go, would you? Must be a fire someplace. I wouldn't be a bit surprised, Mike. Huh? Oh, 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 yeah. More trucks coming from the other way and turning down 3rd Street, looks like. Hey, must be a big fire. Big fire? You think so? Then that's for us. Maybe we'll get a scoop. You have your camera and well, our... It'll be out before we get there. Is that so now? We'll be there almost as soon as the fireman. Get your camera ready and hang on to your hat. If it's anything more than a chimney fire, the Daily Sunday will have a scoop this night. I'll be named Mike Axford. publisher of the Daily Sentinel, was in the study room talking to Gunnigan and Axford. That was a fine story on the Fairbury clothing store fire last night, Axford. That it was, Reed. The picture of the walls falling in was the best thing about it, Chief. Huh. Well, for your information, Gunnigan, it was my idea to get there and take the picture. Okay, okay, it was your idea. But Jack took the picture and got a Jim Dandy. Too bad about the fire chief who lost his life. 
I understand they found his body this morning. Yep. Starr says they had to identify the remains by his dental work. Poor guy didn't have a chance when the wall started to give away. When the hell the fire started? Do they know? No, nope, not yet. They think, though, it was a defective wiring or something like that. The place is locked up tight and no one was inside. They very sure took a loss on that. He must have been fully insured, Gunnigan. Oh, uh, sure. Sarge says he won't lose a thing. He owns two other stores in the city, you know. Oh, yes, I know. You were lucky to get there and take a picture just as the walls were caving in, actually. Oh, uh, we got there a little before, Reed. Jack took some other pictures, but that one was the best to print, of course. I'd like to see the other pictures Jack took. Let's go over to the photographic room, actually. Sure. See you later, Gunnigan. Yeah, that's something that can't be avoided. He thinks he's smart. How long was it before they found out the chief from number 29 was missing? That I don't really know. But sometime after we left the scene of the fire. I was at cops' headquarters when we got the news. Oh, here's photographic. Uh, hey, Jack, Reed wants to see them other pictures, the ones of the fire. Oh, good morning, boss. Hi, expert. Good morning, Jack. If you have those pictures, Harry, yes, I'll... Yes, sir, like... right here on my desk. They'll give you a good idea of what it was like just before the walls collapsed. Oh, that was quite a fire, wasn't it? Oh, that it was. Uh, these pictures were taken just a short time after we got there. And Jack and I got there almost as soon as the fire took. The fire certainly had a head start. Say... What's that off to the side in this one? Uh, you mean that white speck there? Yes. A speck of light may have gotten on the negative, but I was so careful, I don't Too see Too small it. in the picture to tell, but it seemed to look like a tiny figure when I first saw it. Oh, do you have a magnifying glass, Jack? Uh, sure, right here in the drawer. Yeah, here it is. Oh, thanks. Now, let's have a look at that white speck. Hmm. Look here, that is a figure. And a white helmet and coat. He seems to be jumping from a side window or something. Holy crow, so it is. The fire chiefs wear white raincoats and helmets. That one must have known the walls were going to cave in, so he got out in a hurry. But the chief from Battalion 29 was the only one who went inside, Reed. Are you sure? That's right, Mr. Reed. There were two other battalion chiefs there, but neither one went in the building. That must have been the poor chap who got caught. He jumped out, then went back in for some reason. Could be. Oh, sir, it couldn't be. This picture was snapped just a few seconds before the walls fell. He wouldn't have had time to get back in. Are you sure of that? Positive, sir. Yeah, that's right, Reed. I remember now. Now, ain't that a funny one, though? It's odd to say the least, actually. I can't figure it out. Uh, Jack, uh, make another print of this. Load up to a large size so that figure is definite. Uh, What are you going to do with it, Reed? I want you to show it to Sergeant Burke at police headquarters and to the fire marshal. Then, check to make sure there were only two other battalion chiefs at the fire and that neither one of them went inside the building. Say, maybe the chief from Battalion 29 got out, and the body they found was someone else. Nope, you're wrong, Jack. They positively identified the remains they found as the chief. Anyway, if he got out, then he wouldn't be missing. Well, in that case, the figure in this picture doesn't make sense. There's some explanation. I'm curious to know what it is. Expert, as soon as you check with Burke and the fire marshal and get the reactions to the enlarged picture, let me know. Okay, Reed. I'll get on it just as soon as Jack gives me the picture. Believe me, I'm as anxious as you are to know what that figure's dude in that photograph. Meantime, John Fairberry sat at the desk in an office in one of his other stores. He glared impatiently at the hard-looking man who sat opposite him. Well, see here, Niles, you shouldn't have come here this morning. 
I'd better meet you elsewhere. What's the difference, February? People don't know you hired me oh, to... Never mind, never mind. Why did you come? Oh, just to remind you that I'm in need of dough. You must admit I did a complete job for you. Yes, I admit that. But I want to be sure there's no slip-up before I pay off. As soon as the insurance company pays me, you'll get yours. You play safe, all right, don't you? Here I go risk my neck getting out of that fire by sheer luck. You hold back on me. You mean you were almost caught in the fire? Right. After starting a good blaze, I was on my way out to the delivery chute at the back when I missed my initial cigarette lighter. I went back to find it. Did you find it? Not right away. Still hunting for it when the fire department arrived outside. You fool. Somebody may have seen you getting out. Hold on. Let me explain. I decided the fire had such headway, I'd better get out. Take a chance that no one would find a little thing like that lighter. And I saw a figure moving through the smoke with a flashlight. Did, did he see you? He saw me, all right. Just when I saw the lighter on the floor. Picked it up and he yelled at me. I saw he was a fire chief wearing a smoke mask. He rushed at me and I shot him. Shot creased his forehead and he fell. Took his hat and coat and went for the side window. Made it just as the wall fell in. And you were responsible for his death. <laughs> Oh, I guess he could have gotten out. Man outside shouted warnings. What? Well, it was him or me. I, I didn't expect anything like that. What if you were spotted getting out? The falling walls drew everybody's attention. I beat it down the alley, took off the coat and hat, and made a getaway to my place. I hid the white coat and hat in my apartment. <laughs> you see, Fabry, I, I really earned that ten grand you promised me. You'll get paid as soon as I get the insurance, not before. I hope no one gets a clue to what really happened. Or it'll be too bad for the both of us. It was late afternoon. Rick Reed was busy in his office going over letters with his secretary, Lenore Case. Here's a letter that should be answered today, Mr. Reed. You know as much about that as I do, Miss Case. Answer that one in your own way. Yes, sir. Well, I'll take these letters you signed and I'll get Hi, them Reed. Oh, Interrupted as usual. Hey, Casey! Don't you ever knock before you go into places, Michael. Knock, you say? Huh. I always get better news by walking in places without knocking. <laughs> oh, you're impossible. Yes, I know. What did you find out, actually? A heck of an lead. Besides the chief from Battalion 29, the one who was killed in the fire, there were only two other battalion chiefs there. And neither of them went into the burning building. I see. Sarge tried to argue that the figure in the picture must have been the same one who got caught inside, saying he must have run back in. But I convinced him he was wrong. According to what you and Jack told me, you wouldn't have had time to go back inside. That's right. Jack took them pictures one right after the other. Mr. Reed told me about that photograph, Axford. I was thinking, it might possibly be that someone, well, maybe a firebug who was still inside, used that means for a getaway and purposely left the chief to die. And now, all the cops have to do is to find the guy you think was inside. Mrs. Case's theory is a good one, actually. Of course, it would have to be proved. If the remains of the chief showed evidence of foul play, then... The little that remained of the poor chief can't be used to prove anything. The fire marshal was wondering if some freak of light shining on one of the regular firemen's black hat and raincoat made us think it was white. I'm positive the hat and raincoat in the picture were originally white. I agree with Miss Case on that. Well, no matter what you both think, the whole thing will stay a mystery, I guess. Well, why do you say that? Reed, 
Both the fire marshal and cops' headquarters are of a mind that we must have made a mistake about taking those pictures a few seconds apart. They think the figure must be the chief from Battalion 29, and that he must have gone back in just before the walls fell in. I see. I suppose that's all they can think. Well, the case will be closed, and Fairbury will get his insurance dog. Oh, by the way, where was Fairbury during the fire? Oh, him? He was at a late dinner party at the country club. He got into town long after the fire was out. Oh. Well, maybe I'm wrong, but... I'm inclined to think the mystery of the photograph will be cleared up, with results that may give the Daily Sentinel some real headlines. We'll continue our Green Hornet adventure in just a moment. Mike Axford reported that the authorities were inclined to take their own explanation of the figure in the photograph and close the Fairbury fire case. A short time after talking to Axford, Britt Reed went to his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet, and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting. Britt told Cato all the details. You come to any conclusions, Mr. Britt? Uh, nothing definite, Cato. One thing, though, I'd like to do. Well, what's that? Make the authorities think a little more about that man who escaped the fire, wearing the chief's white hat and coat. But if they already decided he was I'll the I'll use one... the identity of the Green Hornet to make them change their minds. I'm going to print a note to the police and have you mail it special delivery. It'll set them thinking. And perhaps bring about other developments that will give us the lead to what we want to find. The following morning at police headquarters... Hey, what you got there, Sarge? Give me a chance to find out, will you, Ashford? <laughs> it's a special delivery. Huh? Printed note. Let's see. If you cops want to play smart, you'll hunt for the man who set the Fairbury fire and escaped wearing the dead fire chief's white helmet and coat. Or do you expect me to round the killer up for you? The Green Hornet. Great day from the Hornet. Holy cow. He must have seen that guy escaping. The one whose figure shows up in that picture. I got to do something about this. Yeah, but give me a copy. I got to get it to the Sentinel. Wait till Reed hears about this. No city desk. Hello, this is John Fairbury speaking. Oh, what can we do for you, Mr. Fairbury? I just read about the note the Hornet sent to the police. It's my opinion that the Green Hornet himself is the one who started that fire. What makes you think that? It's evident that he's trying to cast suspicion elsewhere by sending that note. I'm willing to back up my opinion by adding $5,000 to the standing reward your paper offers for the Hornet's capture. $5,000, huh? Fine. We'll put your offer in the Sentinel, Mr. Fairbury. Good. I uh, hope they get you soon. I'm sure he's the one who shot the fire chief and used the helmet and the coat to escape. Could be, Mr. Fairbury. I, uh... Did you say the fire chief had been shot? Uh, well, whatever it was, you'll be sure to publish my offer. Goodbye. Goodbye, sir. Oh, holy cat, that fire is turning up more... Talking to yourself, Gunnigan? Oh, hello, chief. I was just about to give you a buzz. Fairbury just phoned. Fairbury? Yeah. Says he's certain the hornet's behind that fire, and what's more... He said the Hornet probably was the one who shot the fire chief and beat it in the chief's helmet and coat. Shot the fire chief? Yeah. 
Did we get a report from headquarters about the Jeep? No, we didn't get any such report. First time I heard it mentioned was when Fairbury said it. Just his own idea, I guess. Yeah, I suppose so. He's offering 5000 reward for the Hornet's capture. He seems sure the Hornet did it, eh? Yeah. Well, publishers offer along with the Sentinel standing reward. Then we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Maybe we'll get a big story out of all this yet. It was dusk when Britt Reed left the Sentinel building and went to his apartment. Cato. I come in, Mr. Britt. Never mind dinner. We have work to do tonight. It sounds like you find out something. I have plenty. Note to police have result, perhaps? Yes. From a source I least expected. John Fairbury himself. Oh. Well, you think he mixed up in burning a bone store? He knows something I want to know. It's not hard for Green Hornet to find out things from people like that. I don't know about that, but the Hornet's sure going to make a try. We'll take the Black Beauty, and I'll call on Fairbury tonight. Let's go. Stepping through a secret panel in the rear of the closet in the bedroom, Rick Reed and Cato went along a narrow passageway built within the walls of the apartment itself. This passage led to an adjoining building, which fronted on a dark side street. Though supposedly abandoned, this building served as the hiding place for the sleek, super-powered Black Beauty, streamlined car of the Green Hornet. Rick Reed pressed a button. The great car roared into life. A section of the wall in front raised automatically, then closed as the gleaming Black Beauty sped into the darkness. Fairbury lived alone in a luxurious apartment on the west side of the city. He sat at his desk in the den, drumming nervously with his fingers as he glanced at the clock nearby. That infernal eyes. He should have phoned me by this time. Why don't you phone yeah, him? Cut! How, how did you get in? The service door. Very simple, sir. You were the Green Hornet. Yes. If you capture me, you'll save yourself $5,000. Why have you come here with... What do you want? Maybe some information. Maybe to make a deal. I can't tell you anything. And I don't deal with crooks. I do. And I'm sure you can tell me everything I want to know. Put down that gun. It makes me nervous. It won't go off unless I want it to. How much did you pay for that job? What job? I don't know what you asked. I should do. What was the deal? Wait, wait. Don't you dare. Then talk. Hurry. What deal are you talking about? Okay. You want to play guessing games? Listen. Maybe if I go out and get that bungling ape you hired to start that fire and leave him on the steps of police headquarters, you'll be sorry you didn't deal with me. You... You know where he is? What do you think? I found you, didn't I? Look, I... I will make a deal with you, but... I'll have to have time to think it over. Come back a little later and I'll... Nothing doing. I gave you a chance. Now I'll go get that hired killer of yours and give the police a chance at him. No use bothering with you. Hold on, sucker. Oh, wait. Come back. Listen to me. He's gone. I better warn Niles. What is it going to be in? I want it, but I can get to Niles. 
bothering you. You seem upset. The Green Hornet, he was just here. He knows everything. He just left on his way to get you. What? Did you tell him? I didn't tell him anything. He seems to know who you are and where you are. Now listen. Leave that right away. Put that helmet and coat in the valise and take them with you. We'll dispose of them later. Go right away to my cabin up the river. I'll meet you there. Okay. Bring my doll along. I'll have to get away from the city. Yes, yes, I'll bring it. Leave right now. Goodbye. Meantime, Brick Reed and Cato crouched against the wall in the next room. Did you hear what he said? Yes. Small amplifying device. You invented as a wonder for hearing through walls. He's finished. Come on. I'll tell you what he said. Then we'll put a call through to police headquarters. Police headquarters. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? If we want to what? Hold on. Say that again. Holy mackerel. Is this on the level? Yeah, sure. But who's talking? What? The Green Hornet? Hey, hey, wait. Wait, I wait. Hey, something, Snake. Sir, that wasn't really the Hornet, was it? Nobody else but. And he told us how to break the fair base, in case. I'll tell you on the way. Boys, get the squad car, quick. Later in Fairbury's cabin, Niles and Fairbury were discussing their plan. You'll have to go a long way from the city, Niles. The hunt is wise, and he'll get you if you stay around here. Did you bring my doll? Yes. Here it is. Hey, doesn't look like ten grand to me. That's five thousand. I've done you a good turn by one of you and help you get away. What? Oh, now, don't lose your temper. Why, you underhanded crook. I set your place afire, take a shot at that nosy fire chief, and barely get out with my life. Now you want a chisel. You hired me. Now pay me. Don't move. We got your cover. Hey, uh, himself. Sure, and we heard everything you said. Put the cuffs on them, boys. Uh, hey, Sarge, there's that police you mentioned. So it is. We'll open it. Glory be. Look here. A white helmet and a white coat. Yeah, with the fire chief's name and the battalion printed inside. Get them dirty killers out of here. We'll make them squeal when we get to headquarters. Uh, Get that copy into the composing room quick. Okay, Gunnigan. I expect I'll be here soon with the details for a follow-up. Yeah. His idea of giving a story to rewrite over the phone is to yell, We got the firebug killer more later. Then he hangs up for two pins. Hey, Gunnigan, start getting along with me. Hi, Reed. Evening, Mr. Reed. Some story you got, eh? Story? What story? Actually, so help me. If you Take don't... Take it so... easy, Gunnigan. What's the dope? Reed, remember that figure we saw in that picture? Well? It's just like we thought. For the firebug escaping. Only he murdered the fire chief first and took his team. Jump and jive, Cap. Copy, boy. Get this tight up and into composer. Okay. Let me finish, Gunnigan, will you? Oh, look, we've got an extra to get out, remember? Okay, okay. Reed, who do you think was in with the killer? Now we play the game of who do you think. Get to the point. Tell us, Axford. None other than John Fairbury himself. That's who. He hired that killer to set the fire. He wanted the insurance. Oh, no, he tells us. Copy, boy. Hold on. We got more to go. Poor Gunnigan's about to have a stroke or something. <laughs> that guy has him every hour on the hour. <laughs> He'll have another one. He hears the rest read. What? 
There's something else? Sure. Because the Green Hornet who tipped off the cops about where the killer and Fairbury were hiding out. That's right, Mr. Reed. What do you know? Sure, and it took the harness to clear up the mystery of the figure on the photograph. What about the green harness? <laughs> Tell him, Expert. <laughs> like I said, the harness tipped off the cops to the mystery of the photograph. Tommy boy! Poor Goody! Ain't he scream? Radio dramas created by George W. Trendle are a copyrighted feature of The Green Hornet, Incorporated. All characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious.